Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go in to the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, serving the New York City metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our station's content, not just the front line with Joe and Joe. Of course, if you'd like to offer us some feedback, you could go on VeritasCatholic.com, VeritasCatholic.com, and you'll be able to tell us whether or not you love us, hate us, anywhere in between. If Certainly, we appreciate that. We're always trying to get better here, and not just Joe and Joe, but again, all the shows on the station. And finally, if you'd like to support Joe and myself, you could find us on YouTube at the Frontline TV, the Frontline TV, or our website, thefrontlinetv.com, thefrontlinetv.com. And today, we are very pleased and very honored to be uh, to be joined by Bear Wozniak. And uh, there's a lot of you out there uh, who know who Bear is. He recently wrote a book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. You can, you already know, folks, this is going to be a lively conversation. Um, but for those of you uh, who do not know Bear, I do want to give a brief introduction. Uh, Bear Wozniak is a world champion surfer and certified ninja black belt. I, uh, Joe Resinello, I think we need more Catholic ninja black belts. I would agree, okay. actually. That's, that's what we need in the culture war. Uh, he hosts an EWTN radio show and podcast entitled The Bear Wozniak Adventure, along with a weekly EWTN and also a prime video motorcycle adventure TV series called The Long Ride Home with Bear Wozniak. And, uh, and today, as I said, we are going to be discussing uh, his new book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, that is published. Bear, correct me if I'm wrong. That's uh, Sophia Institute Press, correct? Yeah, we love those guys. Oh, yeah. We have to support our Catholic publishers. No question about it, particularly Sophia. Uh, so with that, I am going to hand it over to Joe Resinello, and we're going to have a great conversation with Bear. Let's start with the prayer, because all good things start with the prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency, hear and answer us, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Bear, before we get into the book, I just want to talk a little bit about you, because clearly you're a Renaissance man, and I love it, because I think there's so many stereotypes uh, of Catholics, particularly Catholic men. I mean, you know, as a background, Bear and I were talking before the show, he's a CPA, I work in banking. I mean, you surfed, you you know, you were a world champion tandem surfer, um, you rode your bike, bicycle, that is, across America, you rode your motorcycle across America. Uh, and now you're a Catholic lay evangelist. I mean, like, I love it. You know what I'm saying? It shows that our church is dynamic. But how did you get there? I mean, like, like, how did you, you know, you did all these things. And now you're, you know, you're talking about Jesus Christ all all across America. How did that how did that happen? Well, first of all, the, the, that bicycle ride, that motorcycle ride, I was just trying to find Scottsdale and I missed it both ways. Coming nice, up. nice. <laughs> Still not to get there. Um, you know, I, I was really fortunate. I, you know, my one of my a new book that Sophia is coming out with uh, soon, uh, Deep in the Wave, or just called The Surfing Guide to the Soul. I just remember as a young man, uh, well, young kid, probably 12 or 13 years old, sitting at the beach in Santa Cruz, California. And I would I always would swim until my lips were purple. My mom would say, get out of the water until they turn blue, at least, you know. And so then that's when I would dig my sandcastles. And, and I remember... Uh, trying to build them like a fortress so the water couldn't knock them down at high tide. But they sure enough, it did. 
and I get, begin to think of these waves that have been breaking here, have been breaking here forever, you know, and, they, and they're going to continue to break after I'm gone. So I had that sense of eternity, you know, and then I look out and I saw a sailing, a sailboat sailing over the horizon. And I, and I had that sense of, you know, infinity, I guess, just that the distance and the, and the time. And just it, I realized how small I was. But I didn't feel insignificant. I actually, at that moment, I had this epiphany of, of uh, that the God who made this is eternal and he's infinite and he made me. And so I didn't feel small. I actually felt uh, a real moment, kind of like that, um, the moment the young person, the young man sees the Holy Grail that spends his life pursuing that. But uh, then at the age of 19, I, I, I just had a tremendously powerful conversion experience through the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. And so it's been ever since then, I've just been on fire for the Lord. I'm, I haven't always been faithful, you know, but God is always faithful. Uh, but I never could deny that that personal relationship with him. The problem was early on at that time, there wasn't a Catholic catechism and I was under catechized. And so I kind of got swept up in the solo fide, you know, by faith alone, you are saved and sola scriptura, you know, only, only read the Bible. And it caused confusion in my life. And so for a season, even though I didn't leave the Lord. In fact, I, the way I said it is it's like the Catholic Church left me because there was no one there to, to guide me, you know, to give me the direction. Uh, at least I just couldn't find traction in the Catholic faith. Uh, but then later, my, 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 my dad, my whole family had this, this uh, great conversion experience. And my dad became a deacon. And he sent me Stephen Ray's book, Crossing the Tiber. <clears throat> and I found the early church fathers. A lot of those books behind me are are books by the early church fathers and i thought well you can't deny that the catholic faith the, the primitive church was a catholic church and i began to read the new catechism and i began to just read ferociously and i think once you once you discover the early church fathers at least for me uh and then you 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 stumble upon augustine and aquinas because i always thought there was a there was jesus and then the bible kind of fell out of the sky and then nothing really important happened that tells tell this century you know i did there was no there was this big history gap uh but now but now i just i mean i look at that that uh that sense of of uh of desiring the real truth and this has been tested by two thousand years and purified and blessed it's come, uh, the catholic church has survived the cross current so i've always been uh, an evangelist you know from the moment i had that conversion experience uh but but I returned to the front lines of the Catholic Church. It's <laughs> good to join you guys. Yeah, good. It, it, it is. It is one one of the things. Joe and I, you know, we we always try to be very objective about these things. You know, it it is a shame that, let's say, for argument's sake, over the last several decades, particularly in our lifetimes, you know, there there's been a lack of catechesis. I think a blind man could see it, um, and I feel the same way you do. For a long time, I mean, up until recently. Hey, look, we we say it all the time on the show, Bear, uh, at the front line with Joe and Joe. You know, the the social media obviously could be used for some very very uh, uh, not so good things, okay? And I'm trying to be charitable, okay? Uh, but it could be used for the good. And I, I've learned, you mentioned Steve Ray. I can't tell you how much I love that guy. You know, in my journey, having gone, let's say, not away from the church, but certainly not practicing, coming back, you know, listening to a guy like Steve Ray, Scott Hahn, guys like this, they crossed that Tiber, you know, and Steve wrote the, wrote the book. You know, I learned so much. I think, you know, our church needs to do a much better job. So the Joe and Joes of the world, the Bear Wozniaks of the world, you know, we are, you know, fully catechized. Um, yeah. Would you can you can you comment on that a little bit? Yeah, we are the church, and so now that it's our job to catechize. That's you know, true. That's, that's stepping yeah. into the breach. You know, it's. Uh, but then I hear men say, "Oh, we've been so marginalized by society." You know, uh, we've been, and the women have taken over so much of the functions of the church. And, I, and it, it just sounds like victims. If, if that happened, it's because we let it happen. We we didn't we we didn't uh, we we weren't moving in servant leadership. We weren't leading by example. And it's leaders are readers. If you're not studying the catechism, if you're not uh, spending time reading every day, um, you're you're missing. First of all, you're missing out. But you're not going to be well informed. You're not going to be well formed, and you're not going to be able to communicate the gospel. And then just not looking at, just not always looking for for that opportunity for catechesis. You know, for especially for our children to start them on that right path. You know, 
We got to be searching for the truth. And like you said, you have, it's an active practice. I had a a similar experience to you um, in the sense that like I rediscovered my faith at 22 and then I became like, like an avid reader. I mean, I read everything um, still do, you know, and that's what, that's how you learn. You know, like I think when we, we have our exit interview with God, you know, you know, there has to be that opportunity, he's going to say, you know, to you, were you searching for me, you know, there's not going to be excuses, you have to get out there, you have, I mean, we don't live in a time like in the, the you know, the Middle Ages, where 90% of the population couldn't read, we have Google, we could Google things, you could get books, you can get them online for free, you could read the catechism for free, uh, you could buy books secondhand, uh, there's no excuse to know the truth. Really, there is no excuse. Well, the, the, Jesus said, I'm the rewarder of those who diligent, diligently seek me. Um, and so the key word there is diligently seek me. And, I, and there may be some someone listening right now, Catholic or non-Catholic or even atheist, who doesn't get it. Why, why are these men so on fire for the Lord? Um, as if we jam... Uh, you know, generated this enthusiasm ourselves. Of course, enthusiasm, the word means get God at Dios. It's because we've had this personal encounter with the Lord. And then we, then we've studied and, and, uh, and learning the, the different, the different precepts and the syllogism that goes with that. And you get every time, like when I read the catechism, it's not like the first time I read it, I said, and I, and I teach from it almost every day on my Facebook live series, you know, but uh, the ocean catechism, but when you when you read it, you go, oh, that makes that that makes that that makes sense, and then you read the next line, oh, and then the next line, oh, and so you get to the point where you just have this faith in the teaching of the Catholic Church, and, 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 and first of all, it makes sense. It doesn't take a big leap of faith to me, intellectually, from a philosophical, theological, and personal, you know, and doctrinal realm. It's so easy just to say, yeah, that's it. You know, so so the pursuit of truth, though, of course, uh, Pilate asked Jesus that question, what is truth? And truth, ultimately, it was standing right in front of him because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. So uh, when I'm reading and studying, I hate to use the word study. It sounds so serious and so hard. When I'm communing with God while I read uh, great authors and read read, uh, like uh, my early church fathers, but so many great, great people throughout the ages. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, it's all, it's more like Lectio Divina. I'm, I'm just meditating on the person who is the truth, Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Bear Wozniak is joining Joe and I at the front line on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial. The, the publisher is Sophia Institute Press. The author is Bear. The book is Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. Um, Bear, I have a question. Why, you know, it, it, we, we talk about, you know, how to be authentic men, okay, which means that at the end of the day, though, because men in America, we'd like to think we control everything, okay? Now, tell me if I'm wrong in this. If you want to be, uh, if, you know, be a, uh, uh, fully be a man, you have to let go of control and give yourself over to God's providence. Um, would you agree with that, and how do we do that? Well, there's a, there's a, yeah, I mean, my, so much, so much in just that, that one statement. Uh, I know, uh I had was introduced once by a man said, this is Bear Wozniak. He's the guy that follows his passions. And I go, no, I don't. You go, yeah, you're that guy. You ran with the bulls of Pamplona. You did all this stuff. Skydive, you're a pilot. You know, you're the guy who follows your passions. I go, no, I don't. I I want to follow God's will. That's my, that's, I I want to, I don't want to be driven by some personal agenda. agenda. I want to follow God's will. And in the area of being a man, I mean, right now, gentlemen, if you want to, if you want to discuss anything about gender confused situations, first of all, I never talk about masculinity. I just talk about being manly, and that of, of itself already stirs up, uh, gets attention. But look, in this in this confusion of men's roles and women's roles, the first thing is I think men's number one job, besides their their you know their relationship with Jesus, is to make a wide and protective and healthy place for women and children to thrive. So our job isn't to be the boss. Our job is to take care of our own kuleana. A kuleana in Hawaii uh, means responsibility. Uh, it's not our will. 
it's it's our kuleana it's our responsibility and 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 men men uh the only way to become a man is to take to be a person who takes responsibility to take care of your kuleana kuleana is more than responsibility it's it's uh it's uh something you have a personal ownership of uh, you know like even if you're working at a restaurant and, and someone comes and helps and busts your table and you're a bus boy you say bra that's my kuleana bra you know you can help me but ask if you can help me because that's my responsibility so men taking res- personal responsibility is uh is um that's what becoming a man is you, you can be you're born you're born a male but you have to become a man and you do that by uh by making a lot of really good little re- little decisions that accumulate eventually uh into uh, being a virtuous man Excellent. i would agree i, I want to blow out uh that that's so true i mean you know i want to blow out you know this idea of providence a little bit about getting out of the boat um but before i do that i want to just make a comment you mentioned uh santa cruz when i was a kid i used to have a cal state santa cruz banana slugs hat (laughs) just so you know Uh, i love that hat the banana slugs from cal state santa cruz baby i know it well yeah, had that had for quite some time. Um, but regarding Providence, and I, I, I think that has to be learned because, listen, we're human and trust is developed. And I think a lot of us want to be comfortable. That's learned. And I'll, I, I, I want to talk about your biking experience. And I want to relate that to an experience that I've had. Um, I've done a lot of backpacking and I've gone by myself all over the world. And I can remember the first time I did it, I went to Europe. I was 28 by myself. Um, I went to India. I've gone to Africa. I've gone to Asia by myself. And there's an unknown. You know, you land in a town. It's night. You don't know where you're going to sleep. You're trying like but God provides. And it's those little incremental steps of stepping out that lead you to God, because then you take a bigger step, then you take a bigger step. Um, And when you biked across the country, you're alone, you got a camp, you don't know where you go, like, you know, there's a lot of things that aren't like, like when you're in your house, you open the refrigerator, you're thirsty, you get some water, you're gonna go get you want to go eat, you go to get a piece slice of pizza, if you're in New Jersey, you get a slice of pizza. But I mean, like, like, that's talk about that because we just are we want to be comfortable but when you take these little steps they teach you something and then you'll start to really trust you'll be open to life you'll trust that god will provide you won't worry about things that a lot of people stay up all night worrying about because god loves us talk about that because i learned through those things and they're not church activities they were just personal activities well, you know, the thing is, is I, um, gosh, there's so much in what we're, you're talking about there. Um, I learned, uh, you know, to, uh, to, you know, as a ninja black belt, second degree black belt, I trained in a lot of different martial arts. You learn incrementally, you know, uh, but I, 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 that kind of began a, a pattern in my life where I chose um, something every year that would co- that I would have to gain. I didn't know it at the time, but I was gaining the virtue fortitude like pedaling my bicycle across the United States, which by the way, I didn't camp out. I had an escort vehicle. My daughter drove the, an escort vehicle. But I'll tell you, I suffered because I stayed in a lot of motels that were called luxury motels. <laughs> color TV and, uh, you know, advertising that they had a color TV set and the, and the, um, the uh, jacuzzi that didn't work, you know. So that was pretty, that was pretty hard. But no, I think I think there is that that sense that we need to expand our boundaries in every area of you know every area of our life, and you do that by making a, a, a series of small decisions. And so every year, I would give myself a physical challenge. It might be um, I don't know, you know, surfing. Surfing really is my life. I, I I ride a motorcycle and do all those things. But even in even in my martial arts training, it was about, it was about surfing. And so surfing is such a great example of, of that, those incremental decisions. First of all, you make a decision um, to paddle out. You know, you got to turn your back on the Ida, on the land, detach from all these other things in your life and let that, that, that desire for that perfect wave draw you out and you paddle out and, and quite often, um, Joe, uh, the, um, the paddle through the shore break is the toughest part you got to battle to get out and then you get into a rip current that's kind of like a ski lift it takes you out to here in hawaii we surf waves that are often a quarter of a mile or even a mile out 
and that, that riptide will help take you out there. And then you have to make a decision, you know, to wait. You have to make a decision to paddle into the right wave. And then you paddle in. And when you paddle in, you got to paddle in with all your might. So it, uh, it, there's just this process of, of a lot of little decisions that eventually kind of get you to that perfect ride, that perfect wave that, that you want. But that's what the Catholic Church talks about. We talk about, you know, my book, The Adventure Way of Heroic Virtue. Uh, it's making good decisions. And, 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 and the word uh, habitually making good decisions and choosing the, the true good in every situation and acting upon it and eventually you start to build a real fortress and you're in the in the architecture of your soul justice self-mastery prudence fortitude faith hope and love and all those things all become it, it helps you integrate who you are as a person and it makes life simpler when you make good decisions uh the, the catechism says it gives you a life of ease and i think what they mean by that is you don't have to pay the consequences for doing a lot of stupid stuff you know, um, but it also I think, I think they wrote that for me, Bear. I, yeah, you know, I, I, they're doing a lot of stupid stuff. They wrote that for me, but go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, no, but no, but it is, it is like, it is like that. But that being uh, a man of virtue is simple. It's not complicated. You don't have to be clever. Prudence is different than being clever. It's it just makes your decisions simpler that you're going to fo follow the true good, which is what prudence is, is, is choosing the true good in every situation. And prudence is only needed by people that are going to be bold. If you're just going to sit around and watch TV and yell at, and yell at the TV and say, I'm pro-life because I yell at the TV when I don't like the, the, the news, or you have this strong opinion, you're not doing anything. But but, but if you're a Christian, God, basically, that by definition, you're required to be bold. And so prudence is there to help you, uh, uh, as it is called, the chariot of virtues, to guide uh, the other virtues or what direction they should go. So prudence isn't for those who are holding back. Like before I uh, skydive or before I fly a plane, you know, I pilot a plane, I go through a checklist. You know, I remember living on the Space Coast for a short time in Florida and listening to the countdown for the for the rocket launch. There's nothing more radical than sitting in a, in a ro rocket ship and getting launched. But the prudence that goes into doing that bold thing is what we do when we are studying the catechism and we're making, when they go through that check, you know, downrange check, fuel check, ignition check, you know, when they go through that list. That's what we do when we when we make a, a whole series of good decisions that eventually form a, a structure of a real man. Bear, I, we're definitely going to get into that a little bit more and hash that out uh, because one of the things uh, I, I guess you could call it a, a, an incremental step for Joe and I was like you said. I mean, I'm a big notorious in the past. Throw the remote control at the TV and yell at the TV and think that that's actually going to do something good in the world. And then about three and a half, four years ago, you know, this is one of those incremental steps for Joe and I praying the rosary publicly at uh, a, a something that Joe spearheaded in Southern Bergen County. So really cool. uh, f yeah. first, first Saturdays, uh, first Saturdays of the month, I, I was doing it with them. Of course, I'm in Arizona. Now I'm going to try to do the same thing here, uh, praying in front of a Satanist convention here in Scottsdale, Arizona with 300 other Catholics. I mean, the, not because those things, I, I'm so heartened by what you said because sometimes you feel, well, is that really doing any good? But if you look at it in terms of incremental steps, you know, making that first step, like you said, deciding to get out into the ocean to go and paddle towards that wave, okay? Might not seem like a lot in the beginning, but it's leading somewhere. It's leading somewhere. So what you just said to me is so inspirational because it, it helps you to know, and how, I think all men out there, it helps us to know, yes, those little things we do every day to try to build up that life of virtue, okay? It's all going somewhere. If, if you just let God, let God control, you know, you know, where it's going, you just, you just keep paddling. You just keep getting towards that wave. Yeah, I'm, I'm young enough to have driven uh, a, a car without power steering. Mm. Very hard to do that until it I starts. I remember those moving. things. Very hard to turn that wheel until it starts moving. And so, if you want to know God's will, of course, uh, as men, we just want to get right to work. But the most important work we have um, is first, like what you said, is you start with prayer, start with the rosary, start every morning in prayer. And, you, you know, uh, the liturgy of the hour is something I really love. You know, um, or, or go or the or go to go to mass, the liturgy of the mass. The word liturgy means the work 
of the people. Men's most important work is to start their morning off in prayer. And if you don't, if you don't do that, if you don't have that half hour of, of prayer and and, uh, and reading, um, a pattern of that, like my chair behind me here, that's my prayer chair. I open up my window early in the morning, hear the birds singing. It's still dark, and I have my half hour with the Lord. My first, my first time of prayer with the Lord there. And if you don't, but if you don't start out with doing that work, the work of the people, the work of worshiping and getting next to God, um, people think, well, what am I going to do about this? Well, you can pray the rosary. And that's as if that's the last, the last choice. It's our greatest weapon, you know, is, is prayer. And, is, and especially the, the prayer of the rosary or go to daily mass. You know, we have, uh, people ask me, what does it take to ride big waves? My son has ridden 85 foot waves. I used to think I, I rode big waves till my son towed into a, some giant waves here in 2007. And people ask me, what does it take to ride big waves? And I tell them, uh, my 2020 rule you should be able to paddle your, your surfboard 20 miles you're gonna ride a 20 foot plus wave you should be in good enough condition to paddle your surfboard for 20 miles which i paddled my board across the molokai channel here the most treacherous one of the most treacherous channels in the world between molokai and oahu about 30 miles so you should be able to do that you should also be able to hold your breath from the time the sun sets in hawaii there's a tradition of holding your breath when it hits the ocean until it goes below it two minutes and 20 seconds, or you should be able to, my son and I, the, the summer before he did that, we would dive down, paddle our surfboards up an eighth of a mile, dive down, take turns grabbing a boulder, and then run underwater while you're holding your breath. So we were prepared, right? We we, we did, and I call that my 20-20-20 rule for big wave surfing. Well, it's the same thing for us. The 20-20-20 rule for, for a, a powerful life is spent at least uh, an hour in prayer. You know, it might be 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at lunch, 20 minute rosary, 20 minute, you know, a short daily mass. But if you're not doing that, you will not be ready when the big surf come, comes and big waves are coming. So you have to train, you have to prepare. And you do that like what you guys did when you step down in faith and, and begin to, you feel a little nudge Oh, should I run for school board or should I teach the catechism, help teach confirmation? Should I coach my son's, uh, you know, baseball team? Should I, um, you know, you feel that little nudge, just step out in faith. And it's a beautiful thing because once you abandon yourself to God's will, you get to ride the big waves and you get to see God do stuff. And on the other hand, like here in Hawaii, we have people that buy these Abercrombie and Fitch and shirts and it says lifeguard on them. And we call those people posers because they may not even go in, in the water that day or, or people that walk around and dress like surfers or want to look like surfers, but they don't surf. Or if they do, they just dabble in the small, smaller surf. We call them posers. And so frankly, men, if you call yourself Catholic and you're not following and you're not doing an hour of prayer every day, you're a poser. And you're not going to be ready because you hold yourself out perhaps as a Christian and people come, well, I need help. You're not going to be, you're not going to be able to, to help them. You're not going to be able to guide and lead your family. Children should wake up early sometimes and see their dad pray in the early hours. Children, you know, we have this thing called the School of Manliness, Bears Man Cave and School of Manliness, where the men join us. We have this uh, man cave. It's a non-Facebook community. We got kicked off of Facebook at one point. One of our one of our pages did it. We were on Facebook, but one of our pages was kicked off. And so we created our own non-Facebook community. And men join there. We share share with each other, inspire each other, challenge each other. But then we have a three-year school of manliness there too. And we all go through that school together as men. But then the men lead their, their children uh, can go through the first year. Their sons can go through all three years. The daughter, there's just one year of curriculum that's kind of common for them. But parents teach your children fathers teach your children you know bear i i feel challenged I'm, I'm i'm not just i feel challenged and inspired by you and what you just said you know because because we could always do more and we're going to talk about that we're going to have to take a little break okay uh but i want we would joe i know wanted to talk about doing more catholics are meant for more uh topic i think i think it would be good to get into but I, no i'm being serious because you know we we all need no matter what we're doing no matter what we're doing okay and we're doing good things don't i'm not i'm not denigrating anything but we could always do more what you just said bear you've you've inspired me um and and i feel a bit challenged so i i, I want to thank you for that but bear wasnick is joining us here at the front line with joe and joe on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network. We're discussing uh, manliness and we're discussing a bunch of things, but particularly his new book, Deep 
adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, which is available at Sophia Institute Press. No matter, remember something, all you good people out there, even if it's available on that very big company that's on the West Coast that sells things online, we don't want to go there. We want to support our publishers. So Sophia Institute Press, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue. Bear Wozniak is the author. You're at the front line with Joe and Joe. Stick around. We're going to have another segment with Bear. Don't go anywhere. Listen to all five of our original Veritas shows. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank, where Bishop Frank Caggiano talks about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. You can hear The Frontline with Joe and Joe every Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talks to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, tune in for the only late-night talk show on Catholic media anywhere. It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And at noon on Friday is Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Right after that, at 12.30, you can hear the Focus on Veritas, where we put the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, Joe Racinello, way in the breach with Bear Wozniak, and we are discussing his new book, Deep Adventure, The Way of, of Heroic Virtue. We, we want to get as much of, of uh, pick uh, Bear's mind as much as we can, so no, no fluff. Right over to Joe Racinello. I, I want to continue that conversation about prayer because it's so important. I think people are too quick to just jump into something. It's like an iceberg you only see the top of the iceberg but under the water is a humongous humongous structure that's what catholic men have to be you will never i don't care who you are i don't care how smart you are i don't know how strong you are if you think that you're going to live up to what our church asks of you to be faithful to your wife to be a good father to be open to life to give to the poor to be humble to be virtuous on your own good luck it's not going to happen but with prayer and the sacraments, it will happen because God does not give us things we can't do, but we have to avail ourselves to the tools. And I'm glad you said that because too many people don't build an interior life. They just want to act. No, no. You pray first. You go to confession regularly. You go to... You receive the Eucharist daily if you can. And I'm glad you said that because that is so vital. It's the foundation. Uh, if you want to elaborate on it, please, because I can't, like, as you were saying that, I just said to myself, this dude gets it. And I'm going to be also honest with you. Like, I didn't know that much about you. I've seen you on TV. Um, you are an iceberg because a lot of times people just look at the top part like, oh, you know, Bear rides a bike. He's a surfer. He's into martial arts. They concentrate on. No, no. Concentrate on what's under the water. That's more important. And he's doing it. Talk about that because I think you got it. That, that is interesting. Um, the way that I want to go with that is you mentioned being an iceberg, um, you know, which means sometimes, you know, you're, 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 an iceberg can be a dangerous thing, you know, and, and what makes a man dangerous is praying dangerous prayers, asking God to move. God, show me your will. God, open this door. Lord, help this person. Uh, stepping out in faith and prayer, that, looking for dangerous prayers because God's dangerous, you know, and a man should be too. There should be that element in a man that people see he's an iceberg. He can't be moved. You know, he's someone, whatever that truth is that he's standing for, I need to contend with that also. So, but it starts with, it starts with dangerous prayers. And then when you pray a dangerous prayer and you begin to see a, a need and that you're the one to fill it, uh, you know, like I was at a men's conference in Lake Erie, 
for it, yeah, uh, about a month ago, up there with Father Larry Richards and his group, and uh, and uh, there's men doing, there's men of action up there. There, there's one man teaching a catechism class. There's there's people who are men of action, but that starts first in prayer and in study, and then you know. I mean, I, when I started my radio show, I, I just like you guys, you knew you were supposed to do that. It was just this the next thing you should do. You just had that sense. And then you stepped out of faith and guess what happened? Things, God began to move and God began to do things. And so it, it goes, but it starts out with that basic element of, 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 of the nature of what it means to be a man. And that means to be, to be dangerous, to, to, to pray dangerous prayers and step out and do bold things. And, and, and there's a difference between it being a nice guy and a good man. There's a huge difference. And we have too many nice guys these days, too many boys that, 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 that they, they look like a man, but they act like a boy. And, and Thomas Aquinas talked about that, about <laughs> what his definition of femininity was a man who just gave himself to pleasure, who just made, who just made life easy. And I just wanted to address this. It comes to my mind that I'm Ukrainian, and I'm looking at what's happening over in the Ukraine right now. Look at what the men are doing there. They're escorting their wives, their children. The wives are being very brave, taking care of those children. They're taking them to the border where they can be safe. And those women have to be bold. The women have to be prudent. They have to be courageous for their children. I see those women loving those children, but putting a smile on their face so the children aren't so afraid. But the men are the ones that are going back and fighting. And many Ukrainians around the world and others of different you know, nationalities are coming, are going into the Ukraine to fight. It kind of, it kind of changes the whole narrative, doesn't it? You know, uh, for example, the transgender athlete that's competing against women and, and beating them in their own sport. It, it, it kind of, kind of says, well, let's, let's, uh, why don't you know? It, the Ukrainian men are saying this is what men do. They're, they're dangerous. They're not nice. They're good. I mean. I really, I really, I know so many nice Christian men, and they're worthless, right? They're like the the guy on a Simpsons show that um, is Ned Flanders. Homer <laughs> himself, you know, he kind of backs up into that bush. You see that that little replay of that skit. Um, men need to be dangerous, and and if you're going to be a good man, you're going to be dangerous. You're going to stand up uh, for for uh, for what's right. And, and uh, you know, you, you, you talk moved. about standing up. It's the truth. The truth is a lion. You know, Christ was the most radical human being that ever walked the earth. You see, people always talk about like, you know, you see these young kids in college, they try to embrace these ideas of like being a radical revolution. You want to be a revolutionary, be a Catholic. Yeah. And be like that is it doesn't get any more revolutionary. It's so countercultural. Joe, it's so it's so funny because it's like that's that's like the 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 uh, the mischievous part of me is like I like to tell some of these kids, dude, you're doing nothing new. You're not doing anything new. What you're doing is actually very very old. You're not you're not you're not a revolutionary with your fist in the air redefining everything. Okay, exactly right, Joe Resinello. You want to be a real revolutionary? Follow Christ. I'm sorry, Joe, I cut you off. But no, but it's, yeah, it's just it the truth. I mean, like, yeah. like there is no question. And if you read the lives of the saints, these are people that just did amazing things through God's grace. But we have to surrender to it. That's revolutionary. How about conquer yourself? That's the most revolutionary thing a human being can do is to conquer your passions. You know, we have this twisted idea of what a man is. A man on television does whatever the heck he wants. No, that's not what a man is. A man has his passions under control. That's revolutionary. If you've done that, you've done something. Yeah, you know, the, the whole thing about what you're talking about that in the, in the area of passions, uh, there's, a, there's a word that I like to use, and that's desire. The whole key to to passion is not so much uh, you, you know you want to control it, but the key isn't is but for me anyway is 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 to fan the flames of desire. And what that means is the word desire is means to look up at the stars. And Jesus said, "Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, strength, and mind. Fan up that desire for your love for God. Stir up the gift that we have." And, and fan into flame uh, your love for God. And when you do that, then uh, the passions become submitted to that, de that desire. Different thing. P 
passion versus desire, two different things. The upward yearning of your heart makes these other things uh, fade away. But men, men truly are under attack these days. I remember when I was young, um, <clears throat> you know, like a playboy was something I, I, you know what? I, I didn't know the facts of life till I was probably 13 or 14, probably 12 or 13, when my dad had to sit me down and explain things to me. And now children know that when they're three years old or four years old, you know, they, yeah. there's a, there's this invasion in every possible window that they, that the media has to us. And pornography is a full on attack on our young, our young men and, and on our, and, and on, and on all men. I know someone, they interviewed uh, Protestant pastors and they asked them, so how many of your men deal with pornography? And they go, oh, maybe 10%. And then they interviewed the Catholic priests who hear confession, and they say most of them are struggling with that. And so the, the, there's a the battle for uh, for that area of self mastery, especially in that area, is 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 to stir up your desire, you know, for God. And we and you use the word radical. My creed for our ministry is that the most radical quest you can have in life is to abandon yourself to the wild adventure of God's will. And the word radical, you think about it in chemistry, a free agent, you know, the thing that there's a, there's part of the, the chemical thing that's called a free agent. You're meant, you're meant to free things up. But also the root word uh, comes from me, radical means root, going to the root of things. And so you're right, um, Joe, that, that, the, uh, that there isn't anything new under the sun. All this so-called, you know, when you think about a humane vitae, when the Pope wrote that, that, uh, that encyclical, it was when the it was when the pill came out that the so-called sexual revolution came out, uh, and, uh, and and what it did is it freed men to be boys. They could have sex with a girl and not have to take responsibility. You know, John Paul II's first book was Love and Responsibility. As we say in Hawaii, Kuleana, um, and Aloha means to give breath. You know, to so love really is a self-donation seeking the true good of the other. That, that, that's what real love is. And so men had this free, this ticket to ride, so to speak. They could sleep with a woman and not have to take responsibility and it feminized men. Then you think it would make men more manly because they get to have sex whenever they wanted to with whoever they wanted to. And really it just kept them being boys. People that are given to pleasure are just children. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not men. They're not taking kuleana. They're not taking responsibility. See, that is a radical statement because that's exactly the opposite of what the media, what Hollywood is portraying what a man is. The absolute opposite. A man is a person that's married 50 years. A man is a person that takes care of his kids. A man is a person who comes home every day from work and takes out the garbage. That's don't what tell me that, Joe. No, <laughs> but, but that is like in all honesty. But it that's is. That's exactly the opposite of what the world, and, and that's why we have to be able to stand apart. Like, and people, and that comes with time. I tell my kids all the time, like I'm 51 years old. I don't have a cell phone. Like you, and, and you know some, and my kids aren't gonna have a cell phone. And if they say, I'm not like any, like everyone else, good, get used to it. Hey Bear, that's you know what's the road to heaven. You know, what's funny is that Joe and I do this show and, and usually, obviously, he just told you he doesn't have a cell phone, right? So I have to communicate, like, and hope he's home or wherever, and usually, you know, shoot an email or something like that. And I got to admit, I got to admit, there's sometimes they go, I wish Joe had a cell phone. I got to get him on the phone. But then I get... But, but to the point of our conversation, but then I remember, no, Joe's doing the right thing, actually. We'll get in touch with each other. We'll make whatever we need to make happen. He doesn't need a cell phone. He's actually, in my view, doing the right thing. And I have to remind myself of that. That And, and that's, you know, Joe, it, it, you know, is self-sacrificing in that way. We all have things that we need to get, you know, to to give up, okay, to detach ourselves from. You talked about, I want to get into this bear because when you come into the front line with joe and joe brother you're going in the breach i hope you know that we'll try never to get you in too much trouble and the book is deep adventure the way of heroic virtue bear wasnick is the author and it's available at sophia institute press bear you you made mention that a big wave is coming okay that, that's you know you want to call it a warning i think it's a warning i think i think it's i think if you if you don't see the wave coming I mean, if you're standing on a shore right now and you're looking out into the distance, you can't see that wave coming, coming, you're a blind man. 
okay? And we have to prepare ourselves for that. Um, detachment. Uh, you mentioned pornography. Uh, there's many things that 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 uh, distract men from keeping their their focus on what we're going to do about that wave that's coming. Bear, uh, give our uh, particularly the men in our audience maybe a little bit. Sometimes men need a little bit of practical advice. Well, Bear, what do I do when I wake up in the morning? You mentioned reading. You mentioned spending an hour with Christ, a half hour with Christ, maybe the other half hour reading. What are some practical ways? men can start to break the bad habits and start to develop incrementally those good habits you were talking about earlier. In terms of concrete physical action or, or whatever the case might be, what would your advice be to some of those men to get the ball rolling? You know what, it's like It's like when I when I began my ministry, um, I remember when the Lord law helped me, I said, do this. Uh, I was praying with Jamie Durzapolsky out over there at Spirit FM in Tampa Bay. And I had, I wouldn't say it's a vision, but I had this real clear image in my mind of a man in a black pickup truck, you know, real manly vehicle, in, driving through gravel and spinning his wheels because he had no, no weight in the back of the truck. There was no weightiness of purpose and there was no toolbox. And I just remember a couple of days later being in Cocoa Beach, Florida with a friend and a big black pickup truck drove through the gravel parking lot there. We were checking out the surf or just just surfed. And he probably was, too. And he drove drove by and he had that big, that big steel, whatever that is, the, the toolbox in the back. He drove around past us. And as he left, because he was just checking out the surf, I guess, his back window rolled down. And it looked to me like a wild bobcat stuck its head out the window. And so I think of it as that that's the key is is the Lord told me then to put weight in the back of that guy's pickup truck. And that's what this book, Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue is. What the Lord, I believe, showed me was to focus on the virtues, focus on the cardinal virtues, justice, you know, which is doing the true good for the other, doing, giving to each man what they have to do, including God, uh, prudence, making good decisions, uh, self-mastery and fortitude. And faith, hope, and love. And, you know, you, you mentioned that we talked about the big wave coming. I was in Phi Island in, the, in Thailand after the uh, big tsunami. And that island is a strand of land that is maybe less than a, an eighth of a mile wide, not very wide. And there's hotels and there's people on one side of the island looking out at the waves. And then, you, then a, less than a, an eighth of a mile away, there's people facing the other direction looking out to see there too. When the, when the tsunami came, it didn't come... Uh, coming, you know, where the, the island is, uh, you know, where it's coming parallel towards the island. It came from the top of the island, the tip of it, and went pa and, and went past it. But what a wave does when it gets to get, when it dra gets dragged down by the reef, is it begins to fold and bend over that reef. And so what happened was the people on one side of the island saw the, saw the ocean go out, and then they saw this giant wave, and they ran to the other side of the island. And the people on the other side of the island saw a big wave coming on their side. And they ran to the other side. And th that wave came in and just smacked them, uh, you know, from both sides at once. If you're not, if you're not, if, you know, the, the safe place to be in a tsunami is out at sea, you know, out beyond the surf, out beyond the wave. When a tsunami comes underneath you, and, you're, and I've, I've ridden this tsunami wave, not a very big one, but I've ridden one. When you... The, the key to to uh, to that is to be way out at sea, and then you don't even know a tsunami is going underneath you. And so, man, if you're not paddling out right now, and you're not out at sea, if you're not out in, into the deep, then uh, then you're in danger. And that big wave's coming. There is a, there is the exit interview, like Joe R said. You know, I hope I have a gold parachute, but but you you do have that that once it's 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 you know a point of man wants to live, wants to die, and then the judgment, and then it's heaven or hell. If you don't live with that life of, of, of um, uh, memento mori, you know, remember your death. Uh, if, you're not, if you're not living your life like the early church monk, the monks in the desert, they'd have that skeleton in their cave as they prayed. If you're not, if you're not living your life knowing that you're going to die, then, then right away you're not being, you, you don't have that sense of, uh, of um, immediacy and, and, and a desire to change. But if you live like that, uh, uh, remembering your death, then you'll get begin to get traction in the virtues. But I think you start out by in the, just the practical ways. Just I just I know it seems it just start out by prayer and formation, and you get formed in two ways. You get formed by by study scripture and by prayer. 
but you need to get formed by other men. If you're a lone ranger out there, you're going to get, you know, I, I remember I had a cabin up in Montana, a mile from Canada, a mile from the Glacier Park. And there was a lone wolf that really owned my land. You know, I had eight acres. And when I first got there, I, I would see him from time to time, this, this gray wolf with fluorescent green eyes. And, uh, and he, he, every now and he would show up and he'd be looking at me like, what are you doing on my land? Well, a, a, a lone wolf used to be an alpha male that was forced out by the younger men, you know? He's, and so he's out there and he's going to get picked off. He's not going to live well because he's not going to have food. So he's, 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 he's usually kind of lean and kind of hungry because, you know, men hunt and pack. So if the first thing I would do as a man is I would get, you've talked about, you know, stepping into the breach. Uh, the Knights of Columbus have that. Um, there's a, there's the That Man Is You program. There's the Bears Man Cave and School of Manliness. You need to get with other men. You know, David had that cave of Adullam when he was running from Saul. It wasn't that he couldn't. Uh, he was he he had to hide out in this cave, which, by the way, Steve King, Stephen King, Stephen Ray thinks he he discovered. But um, that that cave, the men were a bunch of misfits. You know, like we say in our own in our man cave. Rebozo's on the same bus, you know, and but those men formed each other. Those men there were, they owed money. It says they were running from the law. Maybe their mother-in-law too. You know, they were they were hiding out there, and but they formed each other, and God formed them. So the very first thing I would do as a man is get involved with a men's group that's really committed. And there's men's groups all over the place. And if you don't have one near you. Uh, you can join our man cave and we'll form you up and get you going to where you can start your own, your own, whatever it is, you know, Friday morning breakfast with other men or, or, or maybe you get together like the, that manage you program in the early, early hours, but you need to get with other men. That's the, that's the first thing I would do is get with other strong uh, Christian, other strong Catholic men. And, uh, and, and then you're on that slippery slope, you know, of, uh, um, just surrendering all to the Lord. And then, of course, just the practical things, like the practical choices you make that the, the book talks about. Thank you. Thank you for that, Bear. You're joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. We have Bear Wozniak. This is a this is a great conversation. This is a Joe and Joe conversation. This is why, Bear, we do this show is because we are trying to encourage other men. We're trying to bring on people who can educate both Joe and myself and other men. The book that Bear wrote is Deep Adventure, The Way of Heroic Virtue, available at Sophia Institute Press. I'm so happy that that, that you, you went through that because I think um, – we're of the opinion, Bear, that when people out there complain, and there's a lot to complain about, don't get us wrong, okay? The politics is important. The culture war is important, okay? But ultimately, like you said, if you really want to change things, uh, like you said, we have to grow in virtue, and we need other men and to, and to be associate ourselves with men. Again, all of whom, we're all struggling with something, okay? But we have Christ. We have we have the sacraments. We have prayer. That means we're moving forward. Regardless of our shortcomings, we could always go to Christ, and we could fight this tsunami that we could all see coming. We're all standing on that beach, and we see it coming. We only have a, we don't have a lot of time. I know Joe probably wants to get into. Uh, Joe, where do you want to go with Bear? No, I, I want to just talk about the big wave that's coming because it is coming, and it's been growing for decades, and in many ways, it's here. And, you know, Bear, you're a CPA. I mean, in your career, you've worked with successful people. Um, Joe and I have worked with successful people, lived near successful people. And the more you, you grow in holiness, dare I say, through prayer, through the sacraments, your eyes are open and you see how ill-prepared our society is even the most successful people how the world is chewing them alive and the only thing you mentioned the toolbox christ gives us a toolbox through his church and we don't utilize it we have to utilize the tools. Too many people who are quote unquote successful think that they could stand up to the world on their own. Meanwhile, the world is chewing them alive and their wives and their kids and it's visible. Talk about the need to utilize that toolbox to not rely on your success, on your gifts because you need those tools. Yeah, you know, um, I'll, I'll tell you this. Like we're going back to that 
the need for men to gather with other men. Um, when you try to stand on your own like that, uh, well, first of all, men are lonely. Most, a lot of men don't really have real friends. They'll talk about football. You know, like I heard a comedian talking about the other day, he was out golfing with his, his buddy. He was going through his divorce and his wife said, well, what do you have to say? What's going on with the divorce? He goes, well, I don't know. You know, we talked about football. We talked about, you know, politics. Um, it's men, men are lonely and, 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 and sin isolates people too. They're ashamed of that. And so take it, it going back to the, the biggest thing you could do as a man is to get with other men as it, as it says, iron sharpens iron. And that breach that you men talk about, that goes right through the middle of your living room. That's where the breach is. It's not out there with society. It's right in your living room. And you have to take Kuliana for that. You have to, you have to lead your children, teach your children, um, be, a, be a, a servant leader and, and, and uh, lead by example and lead, and lead your children and let, let your focus be as a man to make a big, big, big safe place for your children and your wife to thrive. That's what a man is. I tell a lot about what a man is by, how, what, about him, by looking at his wife. Does she look like she's cherished? Does she look like she's, she's joyful? Does she look like he's, he's taking the buffeting and he's the shock absorber in the house or is he the problem? You know, it's, 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 it's that lack of doing that bear again, we're, we're not going to get into a political conversation, but think of it, think about how the governor of Florida has to convince people that we ought not teach sex education to children under nine years old. Now, Joe Resinello made a good point on our social media show a couple weeks ago. He says, it doesn't go far enough. But think about why uh, the enemies of the good, the true, and the beautiful could get away with that. This guy's just fighting to say nine-year-olds and younger shouldn't be taught this stuff. And I dare say, and I think Joe uh, agrees with me, is that, it's because not enough men are turning around to, to, again, the enemies of the good, the true, and the beautiful, the enemies of our children, okay, um, to say to them, no, get out of here. Just what are you talking about? We're not allowing you. This is the problem. Right. This is where I want you to go. For men to say no to the culture, to just stand up and stand to thwart them and say, we're not allowing you to do this. In fact, we're going to go even further, okay? Um, there's, there, I mean, and this is a governor who's just fighting to pass common sense legislation bear we have about two minutes i'd love a comment on that well that's what a man does he stands you know my wife and i like to hike the makapu'u lighthouse um hike over here it's beautiful it looks out all towards molokai and the whales come around that point it's just beautiful uh lighthouses don't move that's why they that's why they're a beacon of safety right they're shining light and they don't move and uh, and that's what men need to do. We need to we need to just stand our ground. And again, like the, the governor's fighting in an incremental way the battle, but he started. He's moving things in the right direction. So it, it just goes back to uh, being um, someone who's well formed in your faith, understands your faith. Because when I see these these parents standing up, like we have a group called the Mama Bears too, and then now I hear the, the women are being called Mama Bears who stand up for their children's education. One of the biggest things you can do by, for a man, by a man is sacrifice so your children can go to a really good uh, Catholic school or Christian school or as a, as a family to make a commitment to homeschooling some of those children. Because if you're in an environment and your children are uh, being exposed to some of the things at the public schools, just pull them out. I mean, the largest union in the world is the, te is the teachers' union in, in the country. Not that I'm against unions, but that particular um, union is only about taking care of themselves, not taking care of the children. So let your focus, let your, let your focus be as a man. What can I do to give a big, wide, beautiful, powerful, free space for my children and think like that? And you may find yourself taking your children out of public school or homeschooling them or, or paying the price of trimming back on how nice a car you drive so your kids can go to a Christian school. Those are, that's nuts, nuts and bolts things that people can do. But if you let, as a man, your focus be the well-being of your wife and your children, you're probably finding a, finding a path for, for your life, God's direction for you. There's nothing more exciting as a man. The greatest adventure, you know, our ministries, Deep Adventure Ministries, deepadventure.com. People go, well, I'm torn as a man. I see you riding motorcycles and skydiving and all that. Um, I, I, I'm really drawn towards that, but, you know, I have this family and, you know, Dude, the biggest adventure you can have is be a man that has brought an eternal being into existence and to live a life with another. I don't mean, you know, someone who's going to live forever, your wife, 
So the greatest adventure is to be a father, to be a husband. Bear Wozik, that's a great place to end the show. All right. And, and man, I know that, you know, if we had the time, this is radio after all. If we had the time, we could talk to you for hours, yeah, okay. brother. I'm telling you. Real quick, Bear, where can people find more about you and where can people buy the book? Uh, they can buy it at Sophia Institute Publishing. Of course, it's on the big on Amazon, even at our website, deepadventure.com. And we invite the, the men to come and join Bear's Man Cave at the School of Manliness at, at deepadventure.com. Bears Man Cave. Gotta love it. Joe Resinello, that, I mean, Bears Man Cave could single-handedly resurrect authentic uh, authentic manhood in America. We love it. Bear Wozniak, thank you for joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Thank you all out there for listening to us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial. Serving the New York City metropolitan area, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you can have access to all of our our station's content um and please follow us joe and i on social media at frontline tv the frontline tv on youtube like subscribe share do all that fun stuff um and if you'd like to support us in any way you could see us at the frontline tv.com the frontline tv.com uh and thank you once again remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation and that conversation is going on everywhere we will talk to you soon 